When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Eco Chic. My name is Laura Diaz. It's really nice to have you here for today's very timely current events conversation. There has been an unbelievable amount of activity online, on social media, in the traditional print media opposing the Willow Project. The Willow Project is a new oil pipeline proposed by ConocoPhillips that is a drilling venture on Alaska's North Slope. The benefits, of course, outlined by ConocoPhillips is that a willow pipeline would create jobs and it would boost domestic energy production. ConocoPhillips is saying that the project could actually produce up to 180,000 barrels of oil a day, which is about 1.5% of total U.S. oil production. The proposed site for the Willow Project is on federal land. It is within the National Petroleum Reserve, which is a protected area in Alaska. It is a 23 million acre area. And of course, a lot of the public outcry is about the environment surrounding the proposed Willow Project, the animals that will be affected, the indigenous communities that will be impacted. And of course, there are concerns about the land itself, the contamination and the environmental destruction that comes along with a new petroleum drilling project. The Biden administration is due to make a call on the Willow Project within the next few days. So I thought today's episode would be a really great opportunity for us to discuss how projects like the Willow Pipeline are funded. We've spoken on the show before briefly about individual investments, and we've talked about the value of where you bank. I can go ahead and list some episodes in the show notes if you want to learn a little bit more about your individual contribution to this larger issue. But I'd like to zoom out a little bit and really discuss what it means to invest in an oil project. ConocoPhillips themselves have estimated the Willow Project to cost about $8 billion dollars. And if we're considering the industry norms, it's not like ConocoPhillips has this $8 billion in their reserves, in their piggy bank, just waiting to be spent. There are investors in this project, so ConocoPhillips is not funding the Willow Project on their own. So who are the biggest investors in oil and gas projects? It is banks. It is big banks. And it could very well be the bank that you are working with. A lot of us have this perception that when we are banking, when we are putting money into our checking and savings accounts at our local bank, that our money is just sitting in this Wells Fargo in a shopping center. That's just not what happens. When you are banking, that money has to go somewhere and your bank is investing it into projects. That's how banks make money. That's how banks invest. It is with your money that you are unintentionally lending to the values and to the projects that this bank is prioritizing. The very worst offender of a bank that heavily invests in fossil fuels is JP Morgan Chase. In 2021 alone, they invested 61.7 billion with a B dollars in new oil and gas projects. This is $20 billion more than the next worst bank, which is Citibank. After that, we have Wells Fargo, and then we have Bank of America. 
I'm going to go ahead and link in the show notes a PDF called Banking on Climate Chaos, where you can find all of the numbers and all of the trend reports. It's put out by the Rainforest Action Network, the Sierra Club, and a whole bunch of other nonprofits. While banks are typically the largest investors in oil and gas projects, they are not the only investors in oil and gas projects. Large corporations can also invest in these kinds of projects. Universities can also invest in these kinds of projects. And that's why we're seeing so much public outcry around divestment. I especially love seeing university students get really excited about divestment or really vocal about it with their campuses because this is the ultimate voting with your dollar. Universities have massive, massive endowments where they can invest heavily in projects that their students care about, that their alumni care about. And when we see folks advocating for divestment, that is the stakeholders saying that they don't want you putting your money into fossil fuel projects, quite simply. Fossil fuel divestment is an attempt to reduce climate change through political values, through social values, through quite literally pulling your money, divesting from those environmentally harmful, climate-intensive projects. Today we've been talking about the Willow Project, but you can apply all of these same concepts and principles to just about any fossil fuel project, whether it's a pipeline or a new oil and gas plant, a processing facility, whatever it may be, a new project funded by a utility, you can apply all these same principles. Now I wanna zoom out a little bit when we're talking about pipelines because all of this public opposition is very often met with points looking to kind of diminish the severity of a particular project. So perhaps some folks will say, oh, it's not that bad. It's only 1% of our total oil production. Again, going back to the Willow Pipeline. The Willow Pipeline will only account for 0.2% of emissions by the US. Perhaps there is an environmental group that's particularly concerned about destruction of the environment surrounding a pipeline. And we will say, oh, it's so infrequent that there's a leak. Well, it's not so much about that particular leak. We're also not hearing a lot of the mainstream media about things like pipeline leaks. The Keystone Pipeline, for example, leaked in December about 500,000 gallons of crude oil somewhere in Kansas. We haven't even touched on the conversation of indigenous communities that are not only not consulted by the pipelines, but they're not considered during the building, during the operation of these pipelines. There are a lot of reasons that environmentalists can oppose pipelines, but zooming out even further, take out the people, take out the animals, investing in an oil and gas project, investing in fossil fuels is further delaying our energy transition. We cannot reach our climate goals under any scenario if we continue to invest in even the smallest oil and gas projects. We need to so heavily transition our energy sector if we even want to think about staying below 1.5 degrees C of warming. So while we absolutely have to advocate for the people and the land that are immediately impacted by any new oil and gas project, there is this overarching concern that there should be no oil and gas projects, regardless of how clean they promise to be or how many jobs they promise to create. If the US is even remotely concerned with reaching net zero or meeting any of its climate goals, we need to heavily invest and move our investments into clean energy sources. The Willow Project is one current wonderful example of the value of public advocacy and also in public education when it comes to pipelines, because for a very long time, energy projects were 
a little hush-hush. Maybe you only think of ConocoPhillips when you're thinking of filling up your individual gas. Maybe you only think about your bank when you are opening your account at 14, 15 years old. Where you choose to bank absolutely matters in the grand scheme of the energy transition and the grand scheme of the U.S. reaching its climate goals. I'm going to link in the show notes a few articles from various news outlets about the pipeline, whether it's the Willow pipeline or that recent spill of the Keystone pipeline that I just mentioned. And I'm also going to go ahead and link from ConocoPhillips themselves the press release on the jobs promised and the investment needed for the Willow project. So you can see where I got that number of $8 billion. Again, certainly not sitting in the ConocoPhillips piggy bank waiting to be spent. There are investors and there are plenty more people at play. Anytime there is money to be made, you want to look around the room and see who's gonna benefit the most from it. And unfortunately, it's not you and I. Unfortunately, it's not the animals. Very unfortunately, it is not the indigenous communities being impacted by any new oil and gas projects. The people that are benefiting are the people at the top. It's the gas companies, it's the banks, it's the big players in the room. And it's really helpful just to check in and see where you're banking, see where you are voting with your dollar. Perhaps you are opposed to a particular project and then you find out that where you bank is the biggest contributor or the biggest investor. And if I may, I encourage you to sign the petition and call your local senators to discuss the Willow Project and your opposition to it. I will have all those links in the show notes as well. Thanks so, so much for tuning in to today's episode of Eco Chic. I hope you learned a little something. If you did, share it in the family group chat, post it on the Instagram story, tag me at Eco Chic Podcast. All my links are always in the show notes. And I want to know what you think of the episode. I look forward to chatting with you next week. I hope you have a really great rest of your day. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.